When someone tells you that you are obsessed, well, they mean it as cutting you down. They don't mean it for a compliment, but I beg to differ. What am I talking about? Stay tuned. Let's go through it. I'm Christy Code Red, and you're listening to Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle, where we believe food holds the power to heal or poison, and we believe our society has been misled regarding proper nutrition and weight loss. You're in the right place if you're looking for some straight-up truth, because I'm here to shed light on the lies and brainwashing that has taken place over the past five decades. Thanks so much for listening. Welcome back to another episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. I'm your host, Christy Codred, author, entrepreneur, retired professional boxer. And we're going to talk about something kind of unusual this morning. We're going to talk about being obsessed because that has a negative connotation, doesn't, doesn't it? When you, when, when somebody says, oh, you know, she's just obsessed about it, you know, that, that, ne- that automatically uh, causes you to have just like a visceral reaction. Like you just, you, you, you bristle at the thought of being accused of being obsessed. And when someone is saying it to you or when someone is saying it to some, someone about something, they are not paying them a compliment. They are using it as something that is bad and something that person needs to fix. And a lot of times people say that to us rebels, don't they? They, they talk about uh, how we are obsessed with real food, water, and sleep. We've become obsessed with this lifestyle or changing our lifestyle. And they're cutting us down. They're, they're trying to give us a, a backhanded, you know, a backhanded, well, I was going to say backhanded compliment. It's, it's, I think it's a backhanded compliment. Uh, some people are just flat out rude about it. Uh, they're like, you need, need to stop being so obsessed about this. Well, let's talk about how people in our culture, people in our society are obsessed with things and how nobody bats an eye at that. Let me take you back to the year 2000 when I married Jason Nickel. Jason Nickel was recruited by Ole Miss, a Division I college in Mississippi, in Oxford, Mississippi, to play football for them. Uh, Jason was, he played uh, as a running back and as a fullback. He played under Tommy Tuberville and David Cuffcliffe. And he was, uh, he played all through his college time there at Ole Miss. Now, does anybody know anything about Ole Miss football? Does anything know? Does anybody know anything about the SEC and their obsession with football? By the way, we're going to be saying that word a lot during this podcast. If you know anything about Ole Miss, about the Ole Miss Rebels, hottie toddy, gosh almighty, you guys know the cheer. Who the hell are we? Hey, flim flam, bim bam, Ole Miss by damn. That's the that's the that's the chant. People at Ole Miss, Ole Miss Rebels, Ole Miss alum, Ole Miss fans, they are completely and totally crazy about Ole Miss football. The South in general, they love their football. But ESPN called Ole Miss tailgating the holy grail of tailgating. They have been voted number one for decades for the best tailgating. And why is that? Well, let me paint a picture for you. You can even Google this and you can look it up yourself. Now I lived it as Jason Nichols wife. I married into this family with this crazy insatiable obsession with Ole Miss football. 
and tailgating and the games and the whole, everything that goes into it. Now, the Grove at Ole Miss is a 10-acre plaza in the middle of the campus filled with magnolia trees. Roughly 50 to 100,000 people gather in the Grove to tailgate before football games. And they set up these tents, but it's not like what you think. These tents have chandeliers. They have gourmet food and drinks. They have elaborate tablecloths, china for utensils. Everything is extremely meticulous. Everything is uh, is very beautiful and high-end. Chandeliers, guys, hanging in these tents. Not all the tents, but most of them. They have these silk tablecloths. These they, they lay down this red carpet. Of course, the Ole Miss colors, red, white, and blue. And everything is red, white, and blue. The people, the fans, the, the alumni, anybody who comes to tailgate in the Grove, you are expected to dress in your Sunday best. Girls wear either a romper or a jumpsuit or a new cocktail dress. Uh, you can wear a hat if you want. Men wear button-down shirts khakis and nice shoes and a belt nobody dresses like a slob you can also wear cowboy boots you can wear a nice hat but you are expected a lot of guys wear sport jackets and a tie you are expected to dress to the night everybody not just the football players everybody who tailgates in the grove you are expected to dress like this high heels nylons jewelry, the whole nine yards. And they start tailgating early in the day and it goes all night. People have sometimes Wi-Fi in their uh, tent. They have TVs set up in their tent. Uh, and you just go from tent to tent to tent and they just, they, they go around, they see the people that they know, they visit people that they know. And this is a, um, a huge part of most of the people, the alumni, the fans, the family members. This is a huge part of their lives for generation after generation after generation. The tent location is usually kind of, uh, I wouldn't, you can't own it, but it, that spot is reserved for certain families and it is a huge deal. Now, because Jason Nickel, my ex at the time, my husband at the time, because he was uh, Ole Miss alum, he was majorly into this um, this tailgating thing, and I married into this. Now, I absolutely hate football, and I didn't hate it as bad as after I went through this experience because at the time that I was married to Jason, I, I, I didn't understand football. I wasn't a football fan, but I certainly didn't understand Ole Miss and their tradition, their deep-rooted traditions, and of course, the South is... Just, um, you know, you, you, they've got just deep rooted traditions in the South anyway, all kinds of religious traditions, uh, family traditions, hunting, fishing, um, all kinds of, of the way that they run their families, the way that they live their lives is deep rooted traditions and Ole Miss or wherever in the South, whether you, whether you're, um, you know, whether, whether it's LSU or whether it's Mississippi state or whatever, um, Alabama, whatever, you know, uh, whatever school in the SEC that you are a fan of, 
that's usually you are that obsessed at that school. But Ole Miss definitely takes the cake. You can look that up. It has been voted number one. The, the fans there are unbelievably loyal. So I married into this obsession with Ole Miss football and tailgating. And I did not understand it. And I wasn't taught about it. I was thrown right into it. Now, I was kind of fat back then and very unhappy. I, I didn't understand I didn't understand nearly a fraction of what I understand now. Remember, this is 23 years ago uh, about health and about food and about nutrition. I was overweight. I was super unhappy with myself. And then you go into a school that is known for their gorgeous, skinny girls that are dressed to the nines. Jason, and I didn't have enough money for me to buy new dresses on every game, but that's what these girls did. They bought a new dress every game. So I didn't own a lot of dresses. Um, I couldn't fit into a lot of dresses because I was fat. And I, and I definitely didn't fit in because I didn't look like the other girls. Every one of those girls looked the same. Every one of them looked the same. They all acted the same. It was like Stepford wives. I mean, it was just, it was a very, very cookie cutter. The girls all looked the same. They acted the same. They walked the same. It was just, it was scary. And that was what was expected in the South. The Southerners are not, uh, they are not open to new ideas. They are certainly not open to short hair or a girl like me walking through. They're not. Now I'm talking about 23 years ago. Maybe it's different now. Maybe they're more tolerant now. I don't know. But they did not welcome me with open arms. Let me tell you. And Jason Nickel was not proud of the fact that I did not fit in. You know, he married me because I'm, I was a cool chick, but when it came to Ole Miss football, I think he wished he would have married a different girl. Let me tell you. And later on, you know, we, we stayed together five years and then we didn't, we, we weren't together anymore. And so I was thrown in his whole family was into this. You guys, it was really a big deal. And so I, I had to go and, and walk through the Grove and be among all these gorgeous girls who didn't, who was like, Hmm, they would snub me and they were mean to me and I did not fit in. I wasn't comfortable. I wasn't comfortable in my own skin. I wasn't comfortable. In fact, I was starting my boxing career. And uh, I was definitely nobody. That is not what girls in the South did. They weren't professional fighters. Uh, and, you know, a lot of girls came to Ole Miss to get their MRS degree, if you know what I mean. And I just I just was not I was not I was not into that way of life. I was not into just getting married and having kids. I was starting out as a professional fighter and I was in nursing school at the time. And I wanted I had big dreams for myself. I had big goals. I didn't want to fit in. And I was snubbed and it was a horrible experience for me to go to do the Ole Miss football Grove tailgating thing. And it was year after year of complete and total misery. I dreaded, I dreaded Ole Miss football. I didn't want to go. And Jason Nickel would just absolutely harass me to get me to go. And I hated it. I didn't want to go. I would go and sleep in the car. Uh, they'd be all tailgating and I didn't drink and I would go sleep in the car and just, just to get the time to pass away. So, I mean, here I am bartending at night and trying to, to wait tables and trying to make money. I was cocktail waitressing at a local casino down in Mississippi and I'm going to school during the day and I'm training to fight. And I was so tired. The last thing I want to do was freaking tailgate. It doesn't even like it just didn't like, no, no. Now I understand now, you know, like right now, as I record this, the farmer's market is going on um, here down in the Boise center, the Boise center farmer's market. And I walk down there and I make the rounds and I visit with people that I know the vendors and different people that show up each week. So I'm much more open to the idea. Now I just don't want to shove down my throat. 
It was definitely shoved down my throat before when I was married to Jason and I was made fun of because I didn't uh, understand it and I didn't participate and I didn't, I just said, I just, they, they were disgusted with me for a lot of reasons. I didn't fit in. I was fat. I was, I just didn't have hair like them. I didn't have a career like them. And it was very, very frustrating. Um, so you want to talk about complete and total obsession Jason Nickel would eat, sleep, and breathe Ole Miss football. He was also a huge fan of the Minnesota Vikings. He's been a fan his whole life. His dad was a fan. He grew up a fan. And, and that's all they talked about. I mean, they talked about football, 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 football. It was just day and night, night and day. It was on TV. It was on the radio. It was in the newspapers. It was constantly. He was obsessed with football, Namely, Ole Miss football and the uh, the Minnesota Vikings loved him. He would put up the the colors. You know, I know people at at, at Ole Miss would name their kids after uh, different colonels or different different war heroes in the Civil War. And they and and you know, we had a yellow lab named Dixie. I mean, can you can you get more? Can you get more bland? Can you get more? what's the word I'm looking for? You know, Ole Miss mainstream than that, than naming your yellow lab, the dog of the South, the hunting dog of the South, Dixie. Like, oh my gosh. But we were up to our eyeballs in SEC football and it was such a disgusting, and I hated it, but everybody accepted it. It's just how things were. And that would be considered a huge obsession, but nobody said anything about that. Nobody said anything about that. You know, um, people make fun of, uh, I got to say, uh, exercise has nothing to do with weight loss. You can lose all the weight you want without ever having to exercise. But it is a hobby of mine to bodybuild. And I did a competition in April of 2023. I plan on coming back and doing another competition, maybe more. I'm 47. I don't know how many years that I have left doing these competitions. I would like to do this for another 10 years. And I, I love the hobby. But at the Mecca gym, I have a gym here at my hotel. I, I live on the 14th floor. My gym is on the fifth floor. It's extremely convenient. And I use the majority of the time I use that. But at the Mecca gym, where I, where I trained for my bodybuilding competition, this, for my transformation for those eight months, for my show coming out in October of 2023, it was amazing to be in that gym. That is a bodybuilding gym. I don't want to call it a bodybuilding Mecca because that sounds like I'm just repeating the name, but there, it's a, there's a reason why it's called the Mecca gym because it's an incredible haven for meathead bodybuilders. Just it's incredible. And a lot of them are pro and a lot of them are competitors and they take this so seriously. Let me tell you, they are obsessed and they get made fun of all the time for this, for this way of life. You know, people look at them and they say, well, you don't, you know, you're God, you know, what's wrong with you? You don't ever get to go out. Don't you ever want to go out? Don't you ever want to sit and have, and go to a movie and have movie po popcorn? Don't you ever want to, don't you ever, you know, like, no, no, they don't. This is their life. This is what they love. This is what makes them happy being at the gym with their friends. That's what makes these guys happy. And, and when I'm around that environment, it causes me, it sharpens my discipline. It sharpens my, uh, my desire to want to level up my game and be an even better, harder, more driven athlete. And I love being at the Mecca because I'm among all my friends there who eat and think and sleep bodybuilding. And it is so great. And people make fun of them. People call us obsessed because we are. 
what's, but what's wrong? Why, why are they making fun of us for that? But it's okay to be completely out of your mind, crazy about a, a football team. So people are choosing to use exercise and bodybuilding and staying away from drugs and alcohol and getting their sleep every night. Cause all that pours into how they're going to look on stage. They, they, they're choosing that lifestyle and they get called obsessed, but they're choosing a lifestyle of eat, sleep and breathe some football team down in the South. And that's okay. No, it's not okay. You know, it, it, this, the lifestyle that these guys cho choose, the, the competitive bodybuilding lifestyle, the thing that makes it different than other sports is that what you do right now today will show up on your body a year from now. You are literally, you can't undo the mistake. It, it will show up. The mistakes that you made now, or I don't want to say the mistakes because nobody's shoving crap in your mouth. The choices that you make right now today on Sunday in June and July of 2023 is going to show up on your body on stage in the spring of 24. I kid you not. That's how strange the sport is. So you have to be obsessed to be to to be any good, to stand out, to to win, to be competitive. You've got to like it's it's it starts now. It starts now. And so people call bodybuilders obsessed because their whole life revolves around getting their water in, getting their supplements in, making sure that they hit the gym on a regular basis, make sure they get their steps in, they get their daily cardio in. You know, I'm, I had to be that for eight months. It was, it was, I had to be obsessed. I had to be super militant about my time, about when I woke up and about, you know, running with Hazel. My life really shrunk down into just four things that I could put my time into. And I did. And I got called names all the time. I got called obsessed. Well, I had to in order to make the transformation that I made. But I ask you, what's so wrong with that? What's wrong with that obsession? Because I know people who are obsessed with diners, drive-ins, and dives. Guy Fiere. And what they do is they make a point to take all their vacation days going and visiting every single diner, di drive-in, or dive that's on Guy Fieri's episodes. That's what they do. That's, that's what they, they travel to town, to town, to town, to town, state, to state, to state, to state, where he reviews these, these restaurants. And he tries certain, and then they, that's what they do. They follow Guy Fieri around, and they, they try out these diners. They use their vacation time and their hard-earned money and they put miles on their car just to go try out those diners. That's a pretty big obsession. That's their hobby. And they're revolving. It's revolving around unhealthy food. It's revolving around fattening, high sugar, high, high processed food with a ton of seed oils, with a ton of sugar. And they are, and that, and nobody says anything about that. Nobody says that, that, you know, Hey, you're spending all your time just eating at these at these diners that are featured on this show. Do you think that's the right thing for your health? Nobody says anything about that. Nobody says anything about that obsession, but Katie bar the door, if you want to be healthy and in shape and strong and concentrate on your sleep and concentrate on getting your water in. Oh, Katie bar the door.
No, you're obsessed. You're, you don't have a balanced lifestyle. I'm looking around here at 88% of this country, overweight and sick and obsessed with a whole lot of other stuff that does their health no good. Nobody says anything to them. I don't know why that can't be our focus. Why is it that someone who consumes Code Red content, you know, we've got the podcast. Thank you for watching. We've got my Instagram. I post 22 to 20 to 30 times a day on my stories. I post probably six, seven, eight times a day in my newsfeed. I post regular TikToks. I post on, on YouTube regularly. I post on Facebook regularly. I share my life with you. We have the Code Red Network. We post regularly. You don't even have to be on social media. You can just be in the Code Red Network where you're not bombarded with other stuff. We have a ton of content. What's wrong with someone who just wants to consume Code Red content? Because it's good, clean, motivational, disciplined, inducing content. But because you want to consume Code Red content and you want to show up for the ringside lives on Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday, that you're excited for my VIP messages to come through morning, noon, and night, that you love our VIP breakfast once a month, that you love the fact that uh, we have, uh, you know, you, you get your, your, your person, your customized uh, supplement box in the mail. You love that. You love VIP. You love Code Red. You love the content and you consume a lot of it. And you, you say that to somebody or somebody finds out, oh my gosh, that, that Sally lady, man, she's just drank the Kool-Aid. Well, what's wrong with that? Because would you rather me be, being, be obsessed with just eating at diners all over the country, riddled with fatty, unhealthy, fattening foods? Because that's the alternative. Or obsessed with a football team and, 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 these players and I'll never get the meat. I hold them up as gods. I mean, some of these people are obsessed with movies and celebrities and all they do all day long is scroll through TikTok. And they, they like, I know a girl that is uh, in Meridian. She is over the top crazy about Robert Downey Jr. I've met him before, by the way, I did a boxing session with him in New York city, but I'm not, I'm not a star starstruck with celebrities. I have never been, I never will be. I've been around enough of them. They're just like us. They just have a lot more money and usually a cocaine habit. <laughs> and this girl, oh my gosh, you can't even, she can't even talk about him. She, she can't even think of, I mean, she's, she's over the top insane about him. Like she's just crazy, like over the top. She collects things about Robert Downey Jr. She, she talks about him. She can't talk about him without getting flustered. You're telling me like, what the heck is that? That's pretty obsessed, but what do we all do? We all just go, we laugh about it. We like, oh, we say her name. We go, oh, geez. Oh, that girl. But you become militant about turning your phone off at a certain time, putting your blue light blocking glasses on and falling asleep at a certain time, and people make fun of you. I just don't understand that. I don't see what's wrong with being obsessed with your health, about being committed to staying off of medication and and, and committed to getting off your CPAP, committed to making sure that your arthritis, your rheumatoid arthritis, an autoimmune that flares up when you eat crap, carbs, and sugar, you want to make sure you keep that at bay. You know what? I'm not, I'm not, thank you. I'm not, I'm not going to eat that because yeah, it just does a number on my rheumatoid arthritis. Thank you though. Appreciate the offer, Sally. Oh my gosh. 
What's wrong with that? You want to stay pain free. You want to have energy. You want to be able to pick up your grandkids and get up off the floor and garden. So now you're getting made fun of by your friends because that's become your focus. I can tell you that I've gone through periods of my life before Code Red where my focus was just when can I get the next Diet Coke? I mean, I'd go from gas station to gas station. I couldn't stop thinking about Diet Coke. I was so I was so addicted. I, I was I love Diet Coke. I would drink it morning, noon, and night constantly. Nobody said anything to me about that. But you know, now you know you become a Code Red Rebel and you wear the stuff and you support the brand and you believe food holds the power to heal or poison. You know the Code Red mission statement. We believe food holds the power to heal or poison. We choose foods to heal. We believe society has been misled regarding proper nutrition and we're committed to spreading the truth. The Code Red lifestyle brings hope and healing and it's our job to support, educate, inform, and love our society without judgment. We are Code Red Rebels. What's wrong with believing that? Does it say anything in there about being a pedophile? Does it say anything in there about, about uh, uh, cutting the heads off of chickens? Does it say anything about uh, anything about uh, collecting dead puppies? My goodness. We're obsessed with good health. We're obsessed with enjoying life, not based around crap food. We're obsessed about using non-food items as a reward instead of having this unhealthy relationship with food that got us in trouble in the first place. We, we eat two meals a day spaced at least five hours apart. We believe in letting our hormones just return to baseline and take a hot minute to relax and letting our body reset itself. But we get made fun of for that because we don't eat hungry, hungry man TV dinners and Pop-Tarts, and we don't go through the drive-thru three times a day. We're the crazy ones? Really? I think you can see where I'm going with this. What's wrong with being obsessed? And what I'm referring to is being obsessed Code Red Rebel or being obsessed with good health. Or maybe being obsessed with exercise. As long as you understand, exercise is not a way to address your weight problem. We do exercise once we get to maintenance. Everybody's got to do daily cardio and weightlifting and maintenance. To, to the best of your ability. You don't have to do it like me. You just have to do it. You have to be working towards better. You have to be working towards better. What's wrong with that? Because I'd rather be on this side of things. I'd rather, I'd rather make sure that I protect my bedroom boundaries and my sleep to make sure that I get up on time in the morning to start my routine. You know, we've got people that are workaholics. You guys remember Joe Cross from Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead? Joe was morbidly obese. He had urticaria. You're to carry, am I saying that right? It's that, oh, it's that bacterial infection or that, that um, I'm trying to think of that, what it is. I should have looked that up. Anyway, he had, he was on loads of steroids and medication for this urticaria or something. I'm trying to think of what, anyway, it causes rash on your skin. It's terrible. And he had money and boats and private jets and women. He had all kinds of things that society would view as successful, but he didn't have his health. In fact, he was on a fast track to an early death and he took his life back. You know, I don't agree with the way he did it, but they did it. He healed his life. He healed his body. He became obsessed with his health. 
and, and yet it's so it's so um acceptable in our society to be, become obsessed with money and fame and online presence and a following but Katie bar the door if you go to bed at 8 p.m. and wake up at 4 people laugh at you not let them laugh at me i got no problem with people laughing at me i stand my ground when it comes to my sleep and i always will keep laughing at me yeah, I get it. What a Christy, what if you find a husband someday who doesn't uh, do that? Well, then, then that, that's what I, I'm not even worried about that. That's not, not worth me spending my energy on. I'm not, I'm not worried about that. I have my boundaries. He'll have his boundaries. Um, he'll, we'll get, I just, I, I'm, if it's the right person for me, we'll work it out. I'm not worried about it. My life is consisting of exactly what makes me happy every second of every day. Everything else I cut out of my life. It's me. It's Hazel. It's a few of my family members that don't drag me down. The other family members I do not associate with. It's my company. It's my exercise routine. It's, there are my gym friends, the ones that I really like that build me up, that vibrate at my frequency. Business conferences or business people that I love to be around that help my creative juices. And that caused me to want to level up my game like my friend Marley. I have a very, very, very small circle of things and people that I will associate with. All else, it's my spiritual health. All else, no, I don't make time for it. I don't think about it. I don't do it. I don't make time for it. I don't care what. But I drive a hard, I drive a hard, a hard sale here. Like I'm not, I'm not going to take risk on this. I am obsessed with those four things in my life, five things in my life, and that's it. I don't have the bandwidth for anything else, and I don't care who is offended. What's wrong with that? Just because I don't watch hockey, just because I don't dress up with the jersey, and I don't scream with the, the big giant foam finger, then I don't, I don't obsessively watch TikToks all day long. It's society that puts this kind of stuff on us, that it's okay to be obsessed with that, even though it's unhealthy, like it's it's a really bad habit. It doesn't feed your spiritual man. It doesn't cause you to level up in your business. It doesn't make your health any better, but society says it's okay. So nobody says anything about it. But my goodness, find out about the gallon of water you're drinking today and you get nays naysayers and haters coming out telling you how wrong you are. I think that is complete and total bull crap. I will push back against it. Nobody intimidates me when it comes to my five things that are my five non-negotiables. Nobody. And I don't, I don't, I don't, for one second, I don't give in to other people's pressure. I don't. So I want you to take a page from my book and look at my confidence and look at my, my um, militant stance on this. And think about adopting that for yourself. Ain't nobody coming for you but you. You, it's you and you. I mean, it's certainly just me and Hazel. I don't have anybody else coming for me. I'm in charge of my own happiness. I'm in charge of my own success. And I'm going to look out for me. I'm going to continue to progress forward. I'm going to continue to drive hard. I'm going to continue to work on my goals. I am obsessed with those five things in my life. And that is not going to change. 
those five things might shift a little bit as I age and as I go through life. You know, eventually, Hazel, you know, we outlive our dogs. You know, things are going to shift a little bit, but fundamentally, no. I know what I'm put on this earth to do and I know what makes me happy and I know what doesn't make me happy. And I am militant about these things. And yes, I'm obsessed with that. Just because I'm not obsessed with Ole Miss football doesn't mean that, you know, that, that just because that's acceptable, that society accepts the, the fans, the, the fact that there are hundred thousand people show up to the Grove, a 10 acre spot to drink and eat and party and dress up just because I don't want to participate in that. And I would rather participate in going to bed early. There's nothing wrong with that. And I encourage you to stand up for yourself, figure out the five things that you want to be obsessed with and hone your energy to those five things. There's nothing wrong with being obsessed with your health. You almost have to be in order to keep your weight off and keep yourself off of medication and keep yourself free of cancer and disease. You're, you're, you're recommitting every single day to this lifestyle. You're recommitting every single day to your health. And I don't see where there's anything wrong with that. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. And I'll see you on the next one, guys. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. If you are looking for some hardcore accountability to get and keep this weight off, look no further because I've got VIP connection. This is the ultimate connection to me just short of me sleeping on your couch. You're going to get three daily messages from me in real time directly to you. You're going to submit your weight every Friday. We're going to go over it in a weekly meeting on Sunday nights, and I'm going to give you feedback. You'll have access to a monthly VIP breakfast with me and Boise, a monthly VIP supplement box, access to any workshop, any PDF promo that I hold for that month. You'll have access to the ringside membership. And best of all, you'll have a fully customized nutrition program written just for you. We're talking about over $3,000 total value for $3.97 a month. And you can cancel anytime. Go to coderedlifestyle.com forward slash VIP to check that out.